You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. I'm the lead film and draft analyst for Arrowhead Pride. This is the AP Laboratory, second episode of the week. We are getting so close to training camp. A couple weeks away from rookies, quarterbacks reporting, including Patrick Mahomes. We got a lot to talk about today. We'll get into that in a minute. But uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts on this show. First off, find them on Twitter, at Chief in Carolina. Maddie Lane in Carolina. What's going on, bud? I just want to say thank you guys for listening to us. Our second show this week. It's the fifth day of the week, so it's perfect time to drop five-star reviews on iTunes. We appreciate them. We like them coming in. Ask questions for the podcast on there. They will make the Q&A. Craig right now is rolling his eyes at me. You can find him at Barley Hop, but tell him how you're doing tonight, buddy. <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes. It just amazes me that every single episode now you come up with a different segue into the five-star chat. It, it's great. I, I I'm reaching it. now. I'm reaching. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you haven't run out yet. I, I'm just, I'm impressed. Uh, I'm laughing. And yeah, no, I'm doing great, guys. That's it? That's all you have for us, Craig? I'm that's, doing... all, that's all I'm okay. doing. I'm doing great. Okay. I got nothing. I, I got nothing to talk about. I wait for you guys to try and talk about how I'm growing something in my you didn't garden. Didn't make a space that, shuttle or anything. This, yeah, this th- see, this there week? it is. There so, it is. I was just waiting for. That. I was literally like, I was kind of thrown off guard with how short your answer was because I was still burying my head about Maddie. <laughs> so I was just over here, just like, oh, okay. Um, we've got. A, I think we got a, kind of an interesting show today. Uh, came up with it this week. We're going to go through uh, some questions that, like, maybe kind of building lists. For instance, well, the first one's the most replaceable pl- starter on this roster. But here's the little, little caveat. No duplicate answers. So I can't say one guy, and then Craig could go, yeah, me too. We're going to give you three unique answers for all these questions. I think it might maybe shed a little light on some of our thought processes with things like most replaceable starters. I mean, beyond Patrick, like, like beyond, uh, not Patrick Mahomes, beyond just like one guy that's very obvious on all these questions, I think we'll, we'll get some more answers. So let's start with this one. No duplicate answers. Craig, you start this one off. Most rep- Well, since I, I don't have to worry about duplicate answers because Mo- we haven't said anybody yet. Most, dupl- most replaceable starter, Craigry. Most replaceable starter for me, Austin Ryder. Uh, not that I think that Austin Ryder is bad. I just think that there's a lot of question marks about him as a center. I think he's perfectly capable of being the center this season, and I'm honestly not that worried about it. But I wouldn't say that he's playing at a high enough level to where you couldn't go out and get somebody to, you know, kind of perform up to or close to the same level that he's going to perform in 2019. Maddie? Yeah, I don't. I mean, as far as. Allison Ryder, I think that's a good answer. I think there's some better answers, so we're going to have to start with them now. <laughs> we're going to go with the two-for-oneer. James Winchester and Dustin Colquitt. 
Oh. Like, what are we doing here, guys? What? What are we doing here? They're special Cold teams quit. players. They're special teams players. We barely punt. We don't need them. This is... <laughs> Go for it every fourth down. That is... Actually... Now, see, this is the that's thing. The most I feel like Matt, that's Hold on. That's the most Maddie no, Lane like answer I've ever heard in my entire life. But see, here's the thing, Kent. I feel like it's cheating. I'm calling myself out. I think picking special teams players is cheating for this exercise, so I'm going to offer a real answer, too. Unless you really wanted me to go with Colquitt no. or James Winchester. No, that's just that's okay. That's cheating. Damian Williams, because running backs are replaceable 110% of the time. I mean, you're not... You're not- Matt... Maddie partook in Twitter today. Is that is that what that is? Today was running backs don't matter. Twitter. That day. is true. I'm slowly but surely getting back into Twitter. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there slowly. However, I this was my first thought going in. It's a running back. Just get somebody that can catch the ball, run to open space. Yeah, like Carlos Hyde. Ninety. You got ninety percent of the production. I think Damian Williams can give you. So I just not that Damian Williams isn't a good player. I know this is kind of two pods in a row where I'm saying something semi-negative about him, but I promise you guys, it's not negative. It's just the position of running back is replaceable by about fifty-eight p- people in the NFL, and there's only thirty-two teams. So you can do the math, but not by James Williams. R.I.P. to that dream. Uh, another, I said running backs, not wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, you're not. I, he's. It's close. Uh, I, I was gonna give like another. I kind of. It's kind of a Maddie Lane answer, Damian Wilson, but like I feel like that's cheating too. But I feel like that's also a Maddie Lane kind of answer. I'll say. Yeah. I'll say. Uh, Wait, are Maddie Lane answers like logical and well thought out? Is that what a Maddie Lane answer is? I think it's like. I think it's like sometimes you just take some things very literally and don't like play the game a little bit. Like it's just like you know, like it's sometimes it's, I don't want to call it black and white, but it kind of is. Uh, you play to win the game. <laughs> and if well, if the if the game is being interesting, I, you're not winning. But <laughs> I think I'll I'll go with the like whoever Bashad Breland or or Charvarius Ward. I think those guys are are largely replaceable. Uh, I think they're they're they could be fine, but like I, I don't think anyone. I'm not excited or banking on either of those two at this point. Uh, Orlando Scandrick can replace them. Ugh. Mm, well, sure. one free agent that you would sign right now is the next question. And, and Kit's going with Orlando Scandrick. No, but I am going with Mo Claire. Claiborne talked about him earlier this week. I, I, I feel like he he's probably better or marginally better or maybe even slightly better. Uh, I, mar- I think there's a difference between marginally and slightly cleary than, uh, than a guy like Charvarius Ward or... Uh, or Bashad Brilliant at this point. The one guy I would add probably fits less of a need given what we're looking at, but he's just kind of one of the better free agents still on the market. Nick Perry, kind of edge defender, played with the Packers, a little bit of outside linebacker, defensive end over the years. But when healthy and finally getting starts two years ago, or I guess it was three years ago now, he had 11 sacks, followed it up with seven sacks in about 11 games. Last year, he was on and off the field with injuries. But as a rotational player, I mean, feel like he could add a little bit more pass rush to the roster here get a good rotation and i know we have a bunch of guys there but aug was in the last year's deal not sure where everyone's gonna play just can never have too much pass rush talent and for me i'm gonna offer a one-year deal to cory luigi uh we talked a little bit about chris jones maybe playing a little more outside maybe being a little bit lighter luigi is plus 300 he he kind of fits a little more of that interior defensive line mold that steve spagnolo likes those bigger guys 
and simply as a rotational guy, another body inside there to try and help boot, you know, bolster that interior a little bit more. I think that you could do worse than getting him on a one-year deal. I know he's coming off of a torn quad. He had a PED suspension last year, but I mean, he would be so cheap to add and, you know, a good backup. Too legit to Colquitt. One contract you regret the Chiefs giving, Matthew. Well, I wanted to go back real quick to the free agent question with another Maddie Lane answer. I think anorexic Gronk would also be an option here. But um, He's not a free like, agent. Well, he showed up as a free agent, but I understand. He retired, yada, yada. But I just wanted to throw in my anorexic Gronk comment just because the guy looks like he's smaller than me now all of a sudden. It's been like four months since he played football. Dude, the, pa- the pounds come off quick. But uh, why don't you go ahead and give us one contract you would regret the Chiefs get, or you do regret the Chiefs giving? The one that signed Kent Swanson to lead this podcast. No, um, the one contract <laughs> I regret the Chiefs giving up. <laughs> Anthony Hitchens right now, and I know we have a lot of promise for him going forward, and I do want to see what he can do. The numbers in his contract look better now that we've gone through another cycle of free agency and guys are getting paid even more than him. But Quant, based on what Alexander. we've seen so far, yeah. Uh, even C.J. Mosley, it's just it's too much money for the position. Yuck. Gross. But Anthony Hitchens still paid quite a bit of money, didn't perform super well last year. I wish the Chiefs were able to get him for less now after seeing what we have, at least up to this point. Uh, mine would be Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Again, a good player. He's a good player, but the Chiefs have done a really good job building, especially the interior of their offensive line, with guys that are a little more journeyman types or, you know, developing them through the draft, they seem to just kind of reload at that position. So the fact that they've got big money tied up in a guard just doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense with the way that they've approached those other positions in there. He again, great player. I, I like him, but that's a lot of money to be paying for a guard when they found them historically in the draft and in free agency. Okay. Uh, how about Dan Sorensen? I've been trying to cut that man for like three years at this point. <laughs> you and millions of others. <laughs> I just, every time I look, I like, honestly, in my head, I feel like he's gone already. And I feel like he's been gone for three years. I, I, every, at, every, at every corner, I'm trying to cut Dan You're Sorensen. You're about to be real sad when he shows up that there's a starter. Well, it's, it's, know, cut to November, Dan Sorensen making a crucial interception. Oh, did, did the that. ball tip off someone's hands and into his lap? No, he was on a blitz, and he just jumped up yeah. and caught the ball right out of the quarterback's caught hand. It. That's, that's uh, really what Dan Sorensen does well. Or, or Derek Carr just threw to you know Jared Cook <laughs> when Jared Cook wasn't expecting the ball again. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, d- there is no duplicates on this show. Dan Sorensen is off the table, and he might be off the table for another question here in a little bit. How about that? How you like them apples? I mean, I think uh, even wh- your tease ruins that question, but we'll get there. Let me cross that. Bridge. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Wonder where we're going there. One contract extension that you would do right now, Craig. Well, I know that there's a lot of a lot of big ones, and we can't do Pat because Pat's not eligible yet. So I'm gonna go with Kendall Fuller, and because and I'm doing it because I'm buying low. 
Uh, Kendall Fuller is coming off arguably his worst career year as a pro. It's a new scheme. It's a scheme that's probably going to benefit him a little bit more. I'm buying low because the Chiefs are in dis- are in dire need of cornerbacks next year. So getting another veteran, another guy that can come into the system and perform well next year, maybe you can get him a little bit cheaper than his market value. I'm going to go with Darren Lee. And I don't think he's going to break the bank right now. You might have to talk him into it a little bit. It might be a little bit of a sell. And it might be a substantial amount of money. Not a ton, but there might be actual cash thrown around there. But it's only going to be worse if he goes to a defense that puts him in a better position than the Jets did last year, which he had his best year. Mm -hmm. So now put in better positions in a defense that probably fits his skills a little bit better. Like there's a chance that he at least matches like his overall performance last year, which makes him only more expensive going forward. So might as well try to get it done now. I'm not sure the Chiefs have that kind of rangy athletic linebacker on the roster after he's gone that's ready to play right now. So I'd try to get it done as early as possible. And it's worth noting on him, he's one suspension away from missing an entire year. Wow. So coming to the table from a contract perspective, you can probably get him cheaper with that. He's on, on the, the brink. Yes. I'd uh, I'd probably I'd, I'd do Chris Jones's contract right now still um but i feel like that's kind of an easy answer uh so i'm gonna try to make it a little harder as well andrew wiley i love you i'm a big fan i am a andrew wiley believer i'm a wileyver and i I was uh, about to welcome you to the clubhouse and you went and did that well I regret nothing. I'm not about paying interior offensive linemen. It's uh, if it. it I, I just got done with this. It's it's the it's the Cam Irv. It's okay. Laurent Duvernay, Duvernay Tardif's contract is big. It was big when he signed it. He was being paid like a uh-huh. top five interior offensive lineman when it happened. It's still big, but they've been throwing these little mini contracts at guys like Austin Ryder, guys like Cam Fair. Irving. If you can get that kind of deal for Andrew Wiley, I think that's the best deal of those three right there. Just saying. What, okay, just, just as a hypothetical, do we think that they've tried to throw that in front of Wiley already and Wiley's willing to play and try and get a big free agent deal? Because it seems like a very chief thing to do to put those kind of deals in front of these guys. Wiley looks pretty slated in as a starter right now. I know that Irving's health is part of that, but... Do we think that they've put a contract in front of him and he's saying, no, I'm going to play out this year, hit a free agent deal that is much bigger than these cheapo deals that you're throwing out? Maybe they want to get to camp. Just they might want to see him out there. He's moving positions again. I think, I mean, overall talent-wise, I think they should do it. I agree with you on that aspect, but they might want to wait to get to camp, see how he gels with everybody else. Same thing, that Cam Irving's still coming back. I do think it's still a competition, even though I think the Chiefs are leaning towards Wiley. It's still an open Wiley's competition better at right football. now. <laughs> and mean, not holding. Andrew Wiley, Andrew Wiley is better than Cameron Irving. Cam Irving, that I'm pretty sure I can anchor as good as Cameron Irving. We're going to put this it's, up there with your 8083 code. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's well, what I was just getting I, ready can to I say. Just, can I exaggerate a little bit here? Like, Cam Irving, he can move. His, his movement skills are excellent. <laughs> I really I like that ability in his game. I think his feet are good. I think he struggles with any kind of power, and I think he struggles to move people. Now, can he move? Yes. Can he move people? No. 
His balance absolutely terrifies me every single play. That too. That's a good point too. Going all the way back to Florida State. Which goes to getting bodied by people. Just being moved because, yeah. Uh, Okay, so, but yeah, I I like Andrew Wiley. I will say this. If they offered Andrew Wiley the Cam Irving, Austin Ryder kind of deal, I'm not, I think he might hold out for a little bit more. I think he has a little bit more leverage. I think he's a better football player. So, uh, I, I feel like, you know, he's done enough to probably earn a little bit more. Not a big deal. My but. man just wants to play Rocket League and stream it and play football. Let's keep him around. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, okay. So we're going to go with surprise release. I didn't even think about this one. Uh, but you teased just, it. Cool. I just I just got rid of Dan Sorensen. and I probably could have done something easier and given myself an easier. I don't think like, Dan's a surprise though, seeing we've all been calling for it for three years. I feel like honestly, I've kind of look on the. I look at it right now. I would be a little bit surprised if Dan Sorensen was released. Like you would think he would have been gone by now, right? Or maybe are they just holding out till training camp and just they're not really? I, it would have been money reasons. You would have thought that he would have been gone for money reasons, but they don't need. They the don't money. need the money. You're you're right. I mean, that's yeah. So, I I wouldn't be that surprised uh, to see Dan Sorensen cut, but I don't know if they really have a reason to it. He is point. a Bill Parcells progress stopper. He is a guy that is going to barely mm-hmm. be better than a young guy that needs game time to get better, and that would be out there. Then that's why I think you would cut him if you really wanted to follow a coaching tree that would do it. Anybody that's like just been anywhere near Bill Parcells would consider cutting him just for the fact that going to Amani Watts, Jordan Lucas, or Juan Thornhill over him would be a negligible difference in play on the field, and you'd be getting a younger guy on the field. I mean, that would be, I think, your reason, which is why I still don't think it would be a surprise. But, I mean, we already used them, so like I said, this is a kind of moot point here. But it's still, you know, it's interesting. Uh, if they, okay, surprise release. They keep Dan Sorensen, and the train leaves the station. The Lucas oh. Locomotive, choo, rest in peace. The reason choo. I say that, there's uh, zero dead if they release him. So he's basically signed to a $2 million, non-guaranteed, $2 million non-guaranteed deal. So they could actually save the same amount of money uh, with Dan Sorensen because if you cut Dan Sorensen, there's a $2 million in dead cap. So if they wind up keeping four safeties, it could be Jordan Lucas. Progress rest stopper in peace, the locomotive. Dan. Yep. Hey, um, Dan... Andy likes Andy likes him, man. Here's my surprise release pick. There will be no surprise releases. I think anybody released from this roster will not be a surprise. Anybody, like you'll be able to go on the Twitter and find at least a hundred people that have said, "I said we were going to release him," or "He was my pick to be released," which means it's not a surprise. If I had to pick one, I'm going with Tano Passanio. But again, I don't really think it's a surprise. I think enough people have hopes that he's going to kind of turn it around this year and maybe start showing something. I'm not a believer anymore. I want to be, but I'm just not. So he's my pick. But again, I'm on the edge of even being able to call him a surprise release. Yeah, uh, there's not a whole lot of them. So I'm going like way out on a big, big limb here. Um, If Darren Lee is your starter as your coverage linebacker, and as we talked about, that's going to be and you give him a contract extension am i right and you give him a contract extension what's dorian o'daniel doing here 
Now put down put down your your you know torches and pitchforks. Woo! I love Dorian O'Daniel as well. I want him on this roster, but he's got to make it as a special teamer. I think we know that he's a very good special teamer, but there's a lot of very good special teamers on this roster currently. Yeah, he's got to be able to show that he could step in and contribute in a big way in order to justify both his position as a special teamer, and his position as a linebacker. Dorian O'Daniel, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that that would be a big surprise. I think we'd all agree that's a, that's a big surprise if that happened. But right now, he's pretty firmly a backup and a special so teamer. could right come down to him moment. versus Ben Neiman in a way for a roster spot. Oof, We're talking ooh. backup right. nickel linebacker that's a special teams player. Wow. I will, and I mean, that's I, I would keep Dorian O'Daniel in that instance, but w- who knows? again, that's yeah, who knows? I will say this: if Dorian O'Daniel were cut, and Breland speaks doesn't show promise next year, that's that's a bad draft. That's a bad draft. I am over the Derek Naughty slander on this podcast. <laughs> There's no okay. We love Derek Nottie. Derek Nottie is a solid football player for what he is, but he cannot be the gem of your draft class. He cannot be oh, the gem. I beg to differ. No. I beg to differ. Then your team's not very good. Derek, Derek Nottie is a gem. A very a large gem, too. <laughs> very large gem. We're going to take a break. We will be back with more of these questions right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Okay, five more of these, boys. AFC opponent you're most scared of. Well, the Maddie answer returns here in part two because I'm going with the Chargers simply because they are in the division. Therefore, we don't get to make the wild card or make the playoffs for sure because they can stop us from doing that and force us to compete for the wild card. Patriots can go do their own thing. We play them one time. They can't stop us from winning the division. Chargers can. That's, That's a Maddie Lane answer. That, that is and, the epitome and I was of a totally Lane gonna answer. do the exact same thing. He totally You can always take the Raiders or Broncos. No. No. Said like most scared of. Most scared of. Um I think I'm oh, gonna go I got a better answer, dang it. I, I think I'm gonna go with the Colts. Uh, they got a good young nucleus. They got a good offensive line. Andrew Luck stayed healthy. If he stays healthy again, they've got good weapons. That defense has a chance to 
be pretty good this year. I just think that they're an all-around good team. I realize the Chiefs beat the tar out of them in the playoffs, and I would expect that that happens again. But they could they could grow and improve and make a run and be a legitimate team to be worried about at the end of the year next year. I guess it's the Patriots. Like, I'm not Whoa. that scared of very many teams here. I'm not scared of Cleveland. I'm not. I'm just not there yet. They gotta. They gotta. They gotta make the playoffs first before I'm scared of them. I'm not scared of Tom. They got the, Freddie Kitchens has to make it to the regular season. First. I actually Seriously. have the 100% correct answer. It's not it's Houston. The, it's the Oakland Raiders because we play them twice and they have Vontae's perfect and Richie Incognito. Ooh. And you may know when they are going to actively attack somebody viciously on the field. Yeah, that, that you're right. That's a, that's like a legit scared. <laughs> like not not we're scared that the team's going to beat us. We're scared that the team is going to permanently maim us. I think Houston's going to David Carr, Deshaun Watson. They are just going to dumpster fire around him in that poor guy. Like, I think it, he's he's not going to get a fair shot. I'm not scared of the AFC North. I think it's just a bunch of, I think it's just a bunch of average teams. I just I'm not I'm not there yet. New England, yeah, Tom and Bill, yeah, but Tom's got to make it through this season at 43 years old, and. I mean, he's going to have to throw it behind the line of scrimmage probably more than he had to, or beyond the line of scrimmage more than he had to last uh, last time these two teams met up. Okay, most likely Super Bowl opponent for the Chiefs. I get to go first on this one. Give me Drew Brees, the New Orleans Saints. MVP. And <laughs> oh, oh. So I can so I can bring the uh, so I can bring all those Drew Brees facts back that I was I was tweeting out when the Mahomes versus Breeze conversation was for some stupid reason going on because Patrick Mahomes was just a way better player last year than Drew Breeze. Any uh, concern that Drew Breeze is approaching the Peyton Manning cliff? Uh, I think he's got one left. I think hmm. the cliff's in two years. Okay. They, they're so gonna you're pay calling him. that Drew Brees is going to hit the cliff against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl like Peyton Manning kind of showed the year before Ooh. against the Chiefs. God, that oh, would that'd be, be delicious. Oh. That would be delightful. Yeah. Uh, my most likely time out. Super Hold Bowl. on. Sorry. Time out. Hold on. Time out. What, what are you doing? Did, what are did, you? did anybody watch the ESPYs last night? No. No. Drew Brees, <laughs> Drew Brees, I swear, is running for governor of Louisiana. Like he he spoke like a politician his entire acceptance speech and his acceptance speech for whatever whatever it was best record breaking performance or something like that it went forever. Do we have and a problem just, with Drew Brees being the governor of Louisiana? I just thought it was very he would win. I didn't, I, it was very yeah. disingenuous. It was just it, I didn't I, I wasn't digging it. I did not like the performance. Like it was just like he was trying to sell me. Uh, what's that? What's that? What's that multi-level marketing ad pyramid? It was like he, it was like he was selling Advocare again. It was like okay. it was like an upside like, down triangle. It's like his <laughs> shares in Advocare depended on it. It was just I did not like it. Anyways, Dr- please talk Drew about who else Brees. will lose. Drew Brees could enter the Louisiana governor's race two days before the race and still probably win seventy five percent of the vote. Like that. AP Laboratory brought to you by Advocate. <laughs> All right. My most likely Super Bowl opponent for the Chiefs 
It's the Rams. It's the last of their big Super Bowl window. I know that some people on this podcast don't necessarily believe in Jared Goff, Maddie Lane, but <laughs> shocked. I, I believe in Sean McVay. And I think that he and Wade Phillips will be able to put together a super competitive team again next year before it all kind of falls apart when all the big money hits and they've got to make all these deals. But for now, they've got one more year left. They've got to make the Super Bowl. They've got to try and win it this year or else it's all for naught. And I, I think they make the Super Bowl. I, I just think the chinks in the armor were shown in the Super Bowl, and I just don't yep. think Jared Goff is anywhere close to good enough to get over it. Like I think Sean McVay's great. He'll get them into the playoffs. He'll make them a competitive team. But when push comes to shove in the playoffs, I just don't think Jared Goff has it. I, I mean, you got to know where the sun sets and rises to get it done in the NFL. It's a fact. I'm going to go with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. This is assuming that Carson Wentz is healthy, but if Carson Wentz is healthy, that team is very good. They are doing a good job of building that team, retooling it year after year. You now put Deshaun Jackson, who still has the speed on that offense. If Carson Wentz can stay healthy, which at this point in time is a huge if, their offense will always be scary with that offensive line, those receiving options. Their defensive line and pass rush is probably one of the top ones in the league, if not the best one, just when you start including depth. So I think the Eagles are always going to be a scary team, and I love Doug Peterson as a coach. So much Mitchell Trubisky slander here. I mean, come on. Uh, best prospect in next year's class, Gregory. Okay, the best prospect in next year's class. Hey, do, do you guys know who is averaging 19.3 yards per catch over his career? Oh, no. Yeah. Do you guys I know? Think I, I think I do. Don't say yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse uh, me, Alabama I'm still wide receiver, from Mitchell Jerry Trubisky. Judy. No! <laughs> 19.3 yards per catch. That's insane. He he is the best player in this draft for me. I think he's a game changer. I think it doesn't matter what scheme he goes to. He can be used everywhere. I, I, I love him. I think he's amazing. And I think that there's no chance that the Chiefs are even going to sniff at him. He could have a bad year and he's still probably going to go top 10. So, uh, yeah, no. Jerry Judy is awesome. And he isn't having a bad year. So He's not going to have a bad year, no. But That's a very fine choice. Fine, good, quality, good effort, good try. The right choice. The correct answer is 100% Grant Delpit. And we're going to walk <laughs> this backwards a couple years where I put Derwin James as my number one player in the whole draft. It looks like a pretty good bet right now. I can You can make some argument that with positional value and stuff, he's not. But that's not what we're doing here. We're just talking the best player. Grant Delpit is Derwin James, but in college, better. He's better for today's NFL. He's better in coverage than Derwin James was, especially in college. He's equally as athletic. He seems like a great leader. This guy lives all over the field for LSU. And you know if LSU does one thing right, it's get defensive backs ready to play football in the NFL Grand Delpit's my number one guy right now, and I would have zero qualms if I was a team picking in the top three, taking him right away. I'm still sad about not getting to talk about Jerry Judy. You could talk about Grant Delpit some more. I, I mean, he, he's also I can't, really awesome. I can't because Maddie picked him too. You guys are just taking. You know, I mean, you whatever. have a very clear choice right now. I guess I'm going to have to settle for Chase Young, the edge from oh, Ohio State. Oh, I was going State. with the better defensive end from no, the big no. 
It's close. It's close, but I want to see. I want to say see AJ Epinesa perform uh, with a higher, with like with a more snap count. Like just he didn't get to start. I still got good. He still got good production. He was still highly productive. Let's see him kind of be the guy, be the starter. Uh, Chase Young, similar situation, but he did play a little bit more than AJ Epinesa. I like Chase Young. I like uh, Epinesa too, but. I'm going to go with Chase Young, the Ohio State University. Mm. 6'5", I think he's 265 at this point at the Ohio State University. I just want to say that again. Yeah. (laughs) OH, baby. Uh, Position the Chiefs are most likely to take first. Um, Since, you know, you guys can't copy me, I'm going to go with cornerback. And um, (laughs) I think that this discussion's over. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter. I'm gonna counter with wide receiver. Wrong. Because I don't think that both Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins are on this team next year. I think one or the other is gone. I think if Tyree Kill gets extended, that they will go ahead and move on from Sammy Watkins. They're not paying him twenty one million dollars next year one way or another. It's either getting restructured or they're moving on from him. If they can get themselves a good wide receiver in this draft, I could see them moving on from Sammy Watkins, especially after, you know, the great Super Bowl performance that he's going to have helping them, you know, lift to the lift the Lombardi. You know, they'll be fine with maybe reloading a little bit at wide receiver with Patrick Mahomes. Do you know how unbearable I will be if the Chiefs have to draft a wide receiver in the first round after trading up after, and drafting after. a special teams kick returner in the second round the year before? Oh, we made it jar. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I, think that's I honestly don't think Just he like is you- talking a hypothetical situation here where the Chiefs would draft another wide receiver there. I think it's just fair. It you did the same thing. It with- wasn't that part. It was the special teamer. But I think if you're drafting a wide receiver in the first round next year, higher than you drafted McCole Hardman last year, there's a problem with what he did. Just like with Greenland right. Speaks being moved what we think to an interior defensive lineman now after they traded up for drafted a defensive end in speaks last year they went out paid multiple defensive ends to come in and play his position over him he moved positions we can't call <clears throat> breland speaks a defensive end anymore for the draft purposes if they go out and they draft lavisca chenault next year you should i mean mccall hardman should be considered a special teams player over a wide receiver in my opinion because if not what was the point of going wide receiver again or gadget player or something to that effect you know like it's still a contributor on offense but not going to be like a traditional wide receiver in that scenario yeah i would love lavisca chenault just two sammies two sammy walkins out there just hopefully their ankles survive two sammies two ankles (laughs) combined (laughs) yep give me uh give me offensive tackle i know that's kind of i i could see the chiefs Maybe looking to start kind of thinking about life after Eric Fisher. Uh, and I believe Mitchell Schwartz is under contact through 2021. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, Eric Fisher starts to get a little bit more cuttable. And if you're looking at the third biggest option, give me tackle. I think, you know, we'll see. I think there's some good tackles in this class too. So, like, I, you know, and it's never bad to invest in no lineman anyway. Yes. And to be go back real quick, if Grant Delpit win is the best player in the draft before I got to take him, I was definitely going offensive tackle for the best player in the, tack, the class from Georgia, Andrew Thomas. He is by far a stud, and I would put him as my number two prospect right now. 
So. Wow. Okay, Maddie, timeout. Craig's been churning and burning through all these cornerback prospects. And have you been like watching players and then not telling us at all that you're watching them? Like how have you, how are you, have you been able to formulate an opinion on Andrew Thomas already as the number two Listen, prospect? I watched him last year when struggling through some not good Georgia center play. And then it's easy to take care of children and watch a computer or TV screen. It's a lot more difficult to tweet back to you guys. So like today I dropped in telling you guys about a defensive tackle. You guys just cruise right on over it. And I was like, all right, they don't even care. I came back to it for what it's worth. I came back to it. I, I, sh- I shouted you out. I shouted your workout. And I did too. I just said, Woo. but anyway, I can watch <laughs> players and don't need my hands to do so. I just have to click once and it's good to tweet at you guys or DM you. It takes both hands or one hand full dexterity, which is not always an option. What if these you days. Just, can you voice to text your tweets so we can at least acknowledge, like you can tell us that you watched Andrew I Thomas. Mean, I today? didn't watch it. I watched like a week ago, but <laughs> What? I can okay. call you guys. I will not for now, and I will call you guys I, while you're at work. I feel hurt. I feel hurt. I'm not answering the phone while I'm at work, Maddie. Oh, no, I'm just going to call your work and ask for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a plane part also. <laughs> Never mind. I need the Wi-Fi gizmo, so please uh, connect me to Mr. Stout, please. <laughs> my Wi-Fi on my, on my plane isn't working. <laughs> Oh, things we're are at least three so miles fast. in the air. This is the problem. Okay, twenty twenty prospect you would add to the Kansas City Chiefs right now? Uh, give me. We really haven't even touched the quarterback position yet, have we? Uh, let's go with Bryce Hall. My guy, I feel like he's going to wind up being a top 15 pick in this class. He's going to compete for cornerback one. I don't one. like you right now. So give me Bryce Hall from Virginia, uh, a guy I was audibly and visibly frustrated and sad to see him not be in the 2019 draft class. I think Bryce Hall's a great pick just because he is a guy that's ready to play right now. I think that's the big thing. There's probably some other corners that might get drafted for him, but he's ready to play right now, which is why I think it's such a mm-hmm. good thing. I, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I like Christian Fulton, like Christian Fulton, for instance. Like we watched him, and we were really excited about him. But is he, he playing day yet. one? Mm, probably yeah. not. That's a good point, Maddie. Anyways, um, so that kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. That's who I was planning on going with. I really did not anticipate good. you guys going with him. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Dylan Moses, linebacker out of Alabama. I know it's always risky going with Alabama mm-hmm. linebackers, but I do think he's a high quality player. I'm not 100% sold on this linebacker group right now. I think he could fulfill the role that we see of Anthony Hitchens, but do so at a higher level. And in this hypothetical, like I'm not really wasting a draft pick yet because I would never draft a linebacker in the first round. Let's be real, guys. It's a linebacker. But Dylan Moses on this team right now, I think, would provide a lot higher ceiling at the linebacker position. Is Dylan Moses playing corner? <laughs> Well, you named like the five corners I, I just, wanted to use, so I didn't. I named Two. one, and you could you could use Christian Fulton again. I it's not, he wasn't etched in stone, but like we, Maddie, you have been the one complaining about the cornerback position for all of two, the 2019 calendar year, and you get a chance to add a cornerback, and you add Dylan Moses. All right, AJ Terrell, the better Clemson cornerback. <laughs> there you go, the best one on the team last year. 
No, too eh. late. You said Dylan Moses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Craig. For me, for me, and I realize that he was hurt, but I'm adding Trayvon Diggs. I'm adding him. Ooh. Uh, Alabama corner. He's a bigger guy, longer guy. He's got plenty of speed. Right now, he's my favorite guy that I've watched from last year. And that includes wow. Bryce Hall. That includes Jalen Johnson. That includes C.J. Henderson. Like, a bunch of guys that are all really, really good cornerbacks. I like Diggs' ceiling so much. I realize he's hurt. That You're getting that guy right now and hoping by the middle of the season that he's healthy and that he's ready to go because he has a chance to be a really top-notch corner. I should have drafted Isaiah wow. Simmons. That is... That should have been my choice. I, I wouldn't. We'll see. He's from, he's from my backyard. I, I Olathe represent. Uh, <laughs> me and Craig were right. Maddie was wrong <laughs> on that last question. Uh, any guys, you guys have any thoughts on the, the franchise episode four? How about a Dave Paulson? Can I add him as my pick now too? Oh, okay. We've already moved on, and you're you. We're way we're way off here. I, I think thought, my uh, conversation's more I, I, entertaining than what the franchise episode four was. So, <laughs> okay, wow. I, I've got 15 minutes on Damian Wilson. If you guys just want to sit back, I can talk on him on his little bits there. No, not but really. Give me, give me two minutes on Damian Wilson. Give me, give 30 me 15 seconds, seconds from what we saw. I, like we saw him for like 15 seconds. He, yeah, he did. I like what he had to say. I like, I like the mentality. He's that, fun. That's good. I agree. But. Yeah, that, that's, that's everything that's I took all from the of entire it. Yeah. episode. Right, absolutely. That, it's like, yay, good for him. That, people want to come here because we're Super Bowl contenders, and that's freaking exciting. That's awesome. But, yeah. That, and and that, Brett, Veach, Brett Veach started out the conversation uh, or started out the episode with that, basically saying, you know, when they first got here in 2013, that, you know, uh, they, you know, they're having to kind of work hard to get guys to come here. Now guys are calling them wanting to come play for the Chiefs and wanting to play with Patrick Mahomes. Why is Brett Veach, 4.30 in the morning in June, Brett Veach, like that man is crazy. It is June. That is, is the he already there. About Andy already being there? A- Andy's been I, there for like three hours already. Andy lived there. Andy lives there. His wife drops off a couple cheeseburgers every night. Kisses her goodnight. He goes, lays on his couch, wakes up, pulls out a bunch of note cards. And oh, that's funny that you think Andy Reid. Well, and to be fair, like Andy Reid has a reason <laughs> to be there. Like, what is Brett Veach doing there at four thirty? Like at this time of the year, what what is his pressing need? He was watching. He was watching Jalen Thompson supplemental. Nobody team. was. Nobody was go. doing that. Actually, he was. <laughs> He was looking around the NFL to try to find uh, a fourth corner to trade. Other Cameron random Irving takes for. from the franchise episode four, uh, I mean four, was Gary Dieter, I thought was going to have more personality on the show. Like, he just seemed pretty chill. Like, everything I've seen about him <laughs> in social media, he seems pretty, like, you know, upbeat, out in front, and a fun guy. I'm mean, not saying that he was did anything wrong. He was just pretty chill during the episode. He just kind of hung out, did his own thing. And then, yeah, Very he just didn't, he didn't yes. have much uh, yeah. pizzazz. He just kind of hung out. He was just there. And uh, that high yeah. school quarterback was, that the rookies were visiting was dog. not impressed with McCole Hardman's jokes. He was not impressed whatsoever with the jokes. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, because because we do talk down about Michael Hardman a lot, I thought the speech that he gave the kids was, yes, was. really good. 
Like, I thought that was really good speech. Yeah. Um, that's that's well, good. Juan <laughs> Thornhill's promo thing, like, yeah, this is our house. Like, I mean, that ain't yeah. making it. Yeah, that ain't making it. Yeah. <laughs> this Could we not have seen Tyler Matthews? Our house. Like, I feel like that would have had a lot more. I mean, I know why we didn't see it, <laughs> but it's going to be played uh-huh. somewhere else. However, because we're going <laughs> right. to see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like we saw that from Juan Thornhill. I was like, ooh. Yeah. I saw like all the all the B roll from training camp, watching Spags with the defense and just watching That's the good. defense in general. I do this thing because like it's July, and I am a loser. I was like pausing the screen to like see who was like in the huddle, or like who was in coverage, or like because like one of the plays, the Garrick Dieter play where he ran that really lazy dig. Uh, Juan Thornhill was. On the field with, I think, other starters. So I was like, oh, okay. I see you, Juan. I see you in there. Uh, So I was, like, peeking around and just, like, looking to see, like, who's in the huddle, who's not. Uh, Trying to see who that blurb running past the screen was. Uh, I... This is this, is, this is a premium July content. OTA franchise film uh, franchise what? tape here. What's that, Bruder? The Bruder film. Oh my God, you're so young. Uh, <laughs> Do we have time for this? Where you? It's the film from the JFK assassination that they they looked at to try and find out if there was another shooter. Oh, getting okay. back on track. Uh, and- Speaking of Gary Vita's lazy dig. After I saw how nonchalantly they were running routes, I completely tuned all of that out too because I've seen Gary Dieter go harder on his YouTube training videos with Tyreek Hill than he was going out there on the field. So I determined that the rest of everything they were going to show was going to be useless. I was just the other. I was just the there other, for Emmanuel Ogba standing in the background and being massive. Yes, massive. The other thing I do with some of that B-roll stuff is like I'm always looking at the route concepts. Like it looked like they ran like a like a lasso with a high seven. Like Deer was running a lasso and they were running a high seven behind it and stuff. These are the things I do. I don't know why, but like I'm always fascinated by things like that. Like I think they motioned into like a a bunch set. I do have a real no. I have a real take actually. I have a real take. This is real football Chiefs related. Steve Spagnuolo's talk with Tyron Matthew. He very specifically said he's taking it easy on the guys. He's not giving them too much to work with. And I think that's something that we've kind of talked about before because Anthony Hitchens came out and said everything's been very simple, easy to get. And we've just kind of warned, like, C-Spec Knowles defense is not simple. Like, there's not a small playbook. It's not super easy to comprehend if you're just looking at the whole thing. Maybe they coach it well and it is, but you got it right there. Spagnuolo's giving it to them slowly to help the process of a very complex and deep playbook. So I, I just thought that was one real takeaway I actually had. For sure. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that as well. I like the energy from Spags too. He said he could. Oh, for sure. You know, no, it, his, him being down there and working with all those guys and being hands on just, I I can't wait to get to camp and see that in person too. Seeing like Juan Thornhill in a full on Chiefs jersey was pretty dope too. Yep. I just I, that got me a little excited. Damian Wilson looked like a looked like a player too. That was kind of you know, all I, the, the momentum's starting to build up. I'm getting really excited. I was excited to watch B roll of the defense flying around. <laughs> There's just something. I'm just I've I've got that itch, man. I've got that itch, and. 
I just want to see some Frank Clark stuff, like more than just like two seconds of a speech. Just give me some Frank Clark action. Well, you can see some Frank Clark action next week on the off-season recap of the franchise episode five. How about two that weeks. for a two plug? Weeks. In two weeks. Sorry, <laughs> did it again. Will I really get to see Frank Clark action? We're gonna be no. see. We're gonna see. Fl- we're gonna see Frank Clark in a couple weeks. Here, we're almost there. You're gonna get we to see some. There. You're going to get to see some uh, some action. You're going to see a fist fight between him and Eric Fisher. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Full-on fist fight, too. Full-on fist fight. Now, I would, I, you can ask Seattle's offensive lineman. You probably don't want to get in a fist fight with Frank Clark. That ended very poorly the last time that happened. Yes. Uh, what, yes. Jermaine DeFetti? Pillow hands. <laughs> it ended well. His, his face probably was treated like a pillow at one point in time. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We will be back in a limited capacity next week. We're taking it easy next week a little bit. I think we're going to do one show for you still. Uh, and we will be regular, ready to go right after that with uh, training camp just around the corner once we're, we're kind of at full board again. So we'll catch you later. Advocare, advocare, advocare.